You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. I am Clint. Welcome back. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos, the best sounding speakers in the world. Uh, Daniel, we're back. Best sounding sound, really. Sound. Just Just, want to narrow it down to all sounds. All the things. Uh, Whatever comes Mm -hmm. to your ears. Like the built bar for your tongue, Sonos is for the ears, Daniel. You know what's Uh, a great sound to me, Clint? What's that? A great a great sound to me is that the Georgia Bulldogs eleven and zero. Just eleven and zero Georgia Bulldogs. I'm sorry. I, it's eleven wins and zero losses. That's what it is. Why, if you're not if you're a fan of college football and you're a fan of UGA, why would you? Which not I assume you just, are. Which yeah. Why not revel in this? Just just oh, enjoy. I am. Sarah, reform nihilist from yesterday. She's reveling. Mm-hmm. She's learning to enjoy it. Daniel and I, known pessimists. Okay. Uh, known go back and listen pessimists. to the old episodes. They're all on tape. They're all recorded. So the world knows just how dark our souls are. Okay. Out there for God and everybody to see. Okay. Everybody. Um, but the thing about it is, Clint, we're Georgia fans. That's what the podcast is. It's for fans, it's by fans. And yes. um, today on the show, uh, we got some more. We got some more. Uh, Kirby versus Dan. Who's the better coach? Who's to say? Really, I don't know if there's any objective data that could be pointed to <laughs> as to who's the better coach. Um, we're also going to talk about the college football playoff rankings. Um, not the ones that are going to come out tonight because they're no. not out yet, and so it would be difficult for us to talk about them. But we're going to talk about some prognostications of what might be and who Georgia's opponents might be in the college football playoff. And then um, I want to end the show with a little big picture perspective for you. I'm going to attempt to just begin to build on the foundation that Sarah laid for us Mm. yesterday. And we're just going to, we're all going to try to go somewhere together today. So excited about that for fans by fans is what the podcast is all about. And listen, Bottom line is, listen on the audio, watch on the YouTube. All of that is fantastic. Thank you so much to everybody who's doing that. The YouTube. But subscribe to the YouTube. Guys, we said by the SEC championship game, but let's just go ahead and say, let's just we get agree. it done by this weekend. Let's just go ahead and get this thing done by the tech game. I know it's Thanksgiving. Look at look at me. Here You're going to be sitting around a table with a bunch of people. I don't okay. care if they're Georgia fans or not. Take their phone. Subscribe to the YouTube. That's it. Some of your families like take phones to not distract the dinner table. You do that. You be that guy. You be that and, guy. And then get on their phones and subscribe them on the YouTube app to us. That's, They're going to thank you later. I promise. They um, will. If not, if they don't, we will. We will send I, you a fruit basket. Subscribe to the YouTube. All right. Muffins. Clint, uh, many muffins for everybody. Clint. Um, yes. There have been a lot of weird comparisons made between Kirby Smart and Dan Mullen. And I know you, you're cool, calm, and collected. You are not you are not prone to wild swings of emotion. There is not a screen door in your home that's just got a, like a cutout of you running, running straight through it. Straight. 
No, that's not real. Um, Clint, I, I'm just going to cede the floor to you, and I'm mm. going to allow you to um, to talk to us a little bit about Dan Mullen in his most recent employment mm. opportunity, which has ceased. Okay. I need this is this is a two parter. Okay. I'm gonna first talk. I'm gonna ask you, Georgia fan, because you were here. I promise you you were here. The first Uh-oh. two years. I'm gonna ask you to go back to the first two years under Kirby Smart. And the first okay. two years under Dan Mullen. All right. Now, here's what I want to regale you with. When Kirby came in, he was coming off one of the most beloved coaches in UGA history, Mark Rick, which by the way, again, this podcast official stance is to raise a glass to Mark Rick and build a statue. Please. We love Mark Rick. Okay. That's, but Kirby came in, he was already facing a monument of a man in the hearts and minds of UGA fans. Rightly so. Sure. But when he came in, um, Kirby was doubted. He was a defensive coach, not an offensive coach. Dan Mullen, offensive coach, genius, guru. When Kirby came in, it was known that he could lie to them, Crutes, get them onto campus, Mm -hmm. only to break their hearts later. Um, Mm -hmm. When Kirby Smart came in, he brought Jim Chaney, James Coley, Mel Tucker over to the staff with him. Okay. When Kirby Smart came in, and this is where things started getting weird, uh, all of a sudden some some Georgia native recruits weren't signing with Georgia. We didn't fence the Uh-oh. state, as it were. Mm, we didn't build keeping, a wall. Didn't build a wall. Keeping those Georgia boys home was not our thing. Okay, mm, this is what couldn't do it. I re- couldn't do it. This is what I remember. Do you know why I remember this so distinctly in my mind of Georgia fan? Because me year three into my fandom of UGA was watching all of us now go crazy over kind of the upheaval that Kirby was doing. He couldn't keep the state. Uh, Players were leaving the program. Jacob Eason transferring out in favor of Jake from Justin Fields transferring out in favor of Jake from Kirby lying to Britton Cox transferring out. Out of mm. UGA, JJ Holloman. Oh, we got we got Athens oh, PD. Big, big problems. Big, big problems. Problems. Luke Ford. It really isn't his grandma and grandfather that are over there. It's something else. Big problems. D'Angelo Gibbs, oh, a DB. Kirby. Kirby's Ooh. just running these guys out. Um, mm-hmm. I could go down the list. I can go down the list of guys that declared early for the draft, and the rumor was they wanted out of Kirby's program. Jim Chaney gets stolen by mm. Tennessee. That's my favorite one. That's my favorite one of all the of all the ridiculousness that some people believed. Jim, the fact that Jim Chaney got stolen is my favorite. Um, James Coley as offensive coordinator under Kirby Smart. And what the heck is he doing? He doesn't That's know. my least favorite one. Well, yeah. That's, that's, that's that one I do not care for. Okay. Here, here's why I bring this all up. Okay. Please Dan tell Bolin us. just got fired because he took – he ran out uh, – well, he didn't – he couldn't get anybody to come. So that was problem number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Problem number two is that he didn't develop these players. Problem number three is he didn't perform on the field. And the first two years, there was change in Florida. It looked exciting. It looked great. Year three, they grabbed Kirby. On this podcast, we say he, Dan Mullen's never going to beat Kirby 
as head coach of Florida. All of a sudden that happened. All of a sudden, Dan gets to the SEC championship. All of a sudden, he's running toe-to-toe with Alabama this year. And I just want to remind everybody, the first two years of Kirby Smart, you said he can't win the big game. And this isn't outside media. This is us. I'm talking to family right now. Okay? Sure. Can't win the big game. He lot he gets recruits and he can't get Georgia boys to stay home. And the ones that we have are leaving for other schools. Now, I want to ask you something. Can you make those same objections to him today as you did four years ago? I'll wait. No. No, the no. fact of the matter is, Clint. No, you can't. One of these men that we're talking about is a football coach, and the other is unemployed. And so there's not really a comparison to be made. Um, one of them gets paid to coach football, and the other gets paid, literally gets Come paid on. to not coach the football team anymore. They said, we will give you all this money if you'll just please not coach our team anymore. That's, that's Dan Mullen. I'm suggesting to you. I'm suggesting to you that this is why the default of this podcast is to default to say Stetson JT. Like I, I look. How about I just trust the man up top? And how do I how do I just trust the man giving speeches? And how do I just trust the man that has proven he got the right guys in, the wrong guys out for whatever reason? I'm not even going to go down on the list. Cade Mays finger chopping, whatever. I, I'm not going to go down to the specifics of it. All I'm going to say is over time, he has proven himself a winner. Even if you don't like the, the way that we got here, he got us here. Dan, yeah. you could say whatever, all the beat writers, whatever, oh, uh, putting up points, changing, genius, yada, yada, yada. I, it's all noise because at the end of the day, Florida is going nowhere. Backwards is actually where they're going. Kirby in Georgia is ascending and he's done yeah, it look. his way. And you know something beautiful, Clint. You want to you want to hear something just unbelievably beautiful about our coach. This is this is not a Ed Orgeron situation mm-hmm. that we have going on here. Okay, in other words, this is this team is not on the verge of competing for a national championship in spite of our head coach because there's some transcendent talent or something that's just carrying us all the way through the season. We're not doing that in spite of our head coach, a la Gene Chizik, a la Ed Orgeron. Okay? Oh, no. Now let me name some other head coaches for you who have had some success. This is not a Jimbo Fisher at Florida State situation in the sense that Where's Kirby gonna go, Clint? Where's like by the way? Like, that was the I know I. It took me a minute, but I got it. Show us on the doll. Where that's gonna become what I start saying to you. Show, show us on the doll, Clint. Um, this Kirby ain't leaving. You understand? Like this is the job. We are. We're the job. Like he's not leaving. He's not gonna win us a national championship and then, you know, go get swept off some other. Per- like this is it. This is this is it. There's only one other coach that you can really even compare what what the beginnings of this Kirby Smart legacy are are growing into. There's only one other coach. And I'm not saying that he's that. 
I'm not saying that that's who he is. But what I am saying is that all of those complaints about Kirby Smart, to your point, Clint, they're gone. They are nothing. And the only complaint you could really make about Kirby Smart that I would entertain is you could question whether or not he's willing to adapt to modern, like to modern college football. And guess what? He's not willing to adapt to modern college football. Do you know what he's willing to do? He broke college football. He broke it. He just said, no. How about that? 2001 Miami. Okay, yeah, 2001 Miami. Go back and look at the offenses. Just please go back. How about that? How about... How about we just how about we just don't let them score? I don't know. They have an offense, we have a defense. What if we just played better than them and then we won? And that's exactly what Kirby mm, well and them said, boys well have said. been doing. Clint, uh, hey, we're gonna come back after it. this. We're gonna talk more, but first I'm gonna let you know about net sweep. This is it. Yeah, you are. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, to the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind finance program to those who are ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Head over to netsuite.com slash NCAA. AA for special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing business. NetSuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Also, want to let you know about prize picks. They are your daily fantasy leader, for, especially for college sports. Listen, you love college sports. I love college sports. We're both Georgia fans. That's why prize picks is the place to go because they allow you to play all of the daily fantasy games that you love. But instead of having to use NFL players, which play in an unwatchable environment known as the National Football League, you can instead choose players from Power 5, smaller schools, mid-majors. You can compete in multi-cross-sport uh, uh, action uh, where you can bet on LeBron James turnovers and Emory Jones interceptions in the same uh, pool. They set the numbers. You pick over or under whatever the prop bets you choose, and you set your lineups and you win. That's how it goes. Right now at prizepicks.com, use their award winning app uh, that you can find on the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. Uh, Prize Picks uh, is your leader for daily fantasy. Right now, when you enter the promo code locked on, they're going to give you a 100 dollar up to $100 100% match on your initial deposit. That means you put in money, they double it up to $100 and then you use that money to make daily fancy wagers on any prop bet that you can possibly imagine, which there's a lot of them at Prize Picks. Download the app right now or go to prizepicks.com. 
Daniel, where are we going next for segment two? Let's go to the college football playoff, Clint. Um, Because Oregon climbed up into that cozy bed that they made, and they just... They just diarrhea all over that thing. Clay. I think just a is the word that you're big, looking for. Big old mess all yes, over that. How much does the Pac-12 hate being relevant at anything? Good things. Just they don't care, Daniel. They have written in and said, I don't want any good things. Please disregard us as an entity over here on the West Coast. Like it's not a West, it's not an East Coast bias. It's that you're yeah. so bad. You're so bad at the things. You understand? Like, okay. Oregon's out. They're no longer in. All right. Georgia obviously plays Alabama in a week and a half. Yes, in Atlanta, in the Mercedes-Benz. Mm. Just inject it into my veins. Please fast forward to the future and then inject this game into my veins. Okay. Now, here's who we've got. Clint, we've got Ohio State, we've got Cincinnati, we've got Michigan, we've got Notre Dame, and we've got Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. Oklahoma. They win their games, they're in. Okay. They win their games there. Especially, they they went out including the conference championship and they're they're emphatic in that, yes, you're, you're right. 100%. Um. The question on everybody's mind is, and I mean, when I say everybody's, I mean literally everybody's mind is, when Georgia beats the crap out of Alabama on Saturday, Mm. week from Saturday, okay, when that happens, oh, but we still got to get over that hump, you know, Nick Saban. Said yesterday that it was tender when I caught you as as Christopher Mm -hmm. was running to the shot. I think I think the love language that this this is right now this is this is affectionate talk, Daniel, that you're giving right. right now. Like That's this right. is tender talking right now. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, when Georgia beats Alabama, is two loss Alabama still going to get in? Now, obviously, does the college football committee love Alabama more than life itself? Yes, sir. Yes, they do. Hundred percent, they do. Yep. Now, I'm going to tell you. Why I don't think they will get in, oh. based on based on other teams, which which okay. we'll talk about in a second. But I'm also going to tell you why I don't think they're going to get in. Maybe even not ahead of some teams that you're not even thinking of. Maybe some teams not even on that list have a chance to get ahead of Alabama. Whoa. And here's why: because the only way to put Alabama in. In most scenarios, is to and and have any integrity whatsoever, is to put them in at four. Have to. You can't rank them ahead of teams with no losses or one loss. You can't do it. But you can't put them at four. You can't because if you're the college football playoff committee. You can't put them at four because you're saying then that the game that was just played is irrelevant. Two days earlier means literally nothing. We just want to have you play it again. It means Correct. literally zero things. So there's no way they would do that. They for Alabama to get in, they have to be three. 
And I don't know that there's a path for them to get to number three. I don't know that you can rank two loss Alabama ahead of undefeated Cincinnati. Like, I just don't know. I know the strength schedule is different. I know that whatever is different. And, I mean, Alabama did pick up a lot of style points on Saturday by beating Arkansas by one score at home. It was a home game against Arkansas. Ask us again how good we feel about the SEC championship, y'all. A lot of style points Alabama picked up, which you knew they would try to do that. And all and all fairness to them, they did run up the score a little bit, but I don't think anybody faults them for that. Sure. Uh, really, really flexed on them there in that sure. game. All right, let's talk about some of these matchups because here's the thing. For Alabama to get in, I think you see they need two of these three things to happen. Okay. Two of the following three scenarios to happen. And even then, I don't think they're getting in, like I said. But this is the only path. They need either... Two of these three. The the winner of the Michigan-Ohio State game has to lose in the Big 12 title game to Wisconsin. Okay? Either Michigan-Ohio State, whoever wins that game, will play Wisconsin in the Big 10 title game, and that team has to lose to Wisconsin. Now, Wisconsin's playing better. Sure. Sure. And I don't know that I would favor Michigan over Wisconsin by all that many points at this point in the season, but... Ohio State's going to be like a 17-point favorite (laughs) over Wisconsin if they play in that game. I don't know. It's going to be a lot. Lots. That has to happen. Thing number two, the the winner of the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State game Mm -hmm. on Saturday needs to lose in the Big 12 championship game to either the same team that they just played or to Baylor, depending on which team it is. Now, there's a little bit of a stipulation with Baylor, which maybe we'll come back to in a second. Or thing number three is that Cincinnati, who just beat the crap out of SMU, finally Cincinnati, it seems like, woke up and they realized it's did. time. Fighting fickles are here. Uh, Cincinnati needs to lose in the AAC championship game to newly top 25 Houston. Here's the thing. Notre Dame plays Stanford. Okay? They're winning that game. They don't have a conference title game. So if only one of those things happens, let's say the Big Ten, the Big 12, or Cincinnati, if only one of them happens, Notre Dame is taking that spot. You may not like it. You may not agree with it. But Notre Dame is taking that spot. They have one loss. It is to Cincinnati, potentially another playoff team. Yes. And that's their only loss on the schedule. They're getting in. And Georgia fans, let me just say, bring it. You should want that. Bring it. Because they would be the four seed. Mm, you love to you see would it. Get to, you would get to play Notre Dame. <laughs> Whew. Okay. Now, Clint, my question to you is this. Let's say um, Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma on Saturday. Okay. Now, Oklahoma out of the Big 12 title race. Yep. But Oklahoma State, who's probably a top five team at this point, top six at least, at, is yeah, now playing Baylor, is now playing Baylor, a top 10 team, maybe around 10 yep. or so. I think Baylor's, you know, th- I don't know where they'll be tonight when they come out. They'll probably be in the 11 range. But by that time, maybe, maybe top 10 team. Baylor has two losses. Let's say Baylor 
beats Oklahoma State convincingly. Okay. Well, there's one of the things that we said needed to happen for Alabama, right? Because the Big 12, the winner of the Oklahoma Oklahoma State game has now lost in the Big 12 title game. But now you have two loss Baylor and okay. two loss Alabama. Two loss Baylor just won their conference by beating a top 10 team. Two loss Alabama just lost their conference by losing to the number one team in the country, but also with a loss to, I don't know, 15th ranked Texas A&M. Sure. Does Alabama get in over Baylor in that scenario? I think the only way that that happens is, again, going back to what the committee has said is they don't watch games. They look at stats. So they're going to look at Bryce and his stats. They're going to look at his record-setting passing performances, and they're going to look at fan bases. So many points. So many yards. Is Dan Mullen an analyst for Alabama, by the way? By the way. Is Dan Mullen an analyst for CBS in Gary Danielson's ear? I would put heavy money on that being a possibility. Okay. 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 So you're right. There's there's a clear path for them not to, but there, I think there's a way for them to sneak in, and the committee could justify it just by saying, you know, strength of schedule and eye test and whatever the whatever that junk means for Alabama. Just again, we love Alabama. That's what they should say. We want Alabama to be here. They just show up in the in the shirts. Just Correct. wear the shirts. Um. I've I've been on record on this podcast. I don't want Alabama to get in, and it's not because I'm scared of Alabama. Ask me if I'm scared of Alabama, Clint. Daniel, are you scared of Alabama? No, no, I'm um, not. Come back for locks next week. <laughs> come back. Okay, I'm not scared of Alabama. There's only one team that makes me nervous in college football this year, and it's not Alabama. Okay. No. And they might lose to Michigan on Saturday, and then I won't even have to really worry about it. So, all right. I'm not scared of Alabama. I just don't want them to get in because, I don't know, I love justice because I'm just a fan of justice. It's just a thing that I enjoy. I just enjoy the right thing happening. And so uh, either way, Clint, there's no way Georgia matches up with Alabama in round one of the playoff, which means I'm going to read from you a list of teams. Okay. 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 These are the possible teams that Georgia could play like in this. round one of the college football playoff. Okay. Give it to me. Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Sorry. I was supposed to read the whole list. Sorry. <laughs> Hold your applause. Hold your applause until the end. It's like a graduation, Clinton. You just you're gonna be firing off air horns after one after I read the Cincinnati. Sure. Notre Dame. Oklahoma, <laughs> Oklahoma State, <laughs> Baylor. <laughs> Clint, name one of those teams that Georgia will not be an eighteen-point favorite against. I, I mean Oklahoma only because only name brand. Because. Yes. Yeah. Name brand. That's it. That's the only team that would be less than 18. Michigan runs the football. Cool. Not against us. They don't. Cool. Um, Baylor, good sound team, but doesn't have the bullets to ride with us. Uh, Notre Dame, pass. Like I just, I'm done talking about Notre Dame. Uh, Oklahoma State, cute story. Um, 
Cincinnati. Ooh. Love the fighting fickles, but please, Ritter, you don't, you don't, you've not seen our front seven. This year, this ain't last year's team. No, it's not. So I, Oklahoma, just based on on brand and just because of Caleb and the QB controversy, and they could, you know, Lincoln mm. Riley and yada 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 yada, all that crap. You'd love to see it, Clint. You do. Right. You do. Hey. Want to tell you about? Want to tell you about Bet Online? They're your online sportsbook experts. Go there to place all of your bets. There's some futures out there that you can grab a hold of right now. I saw Georgia to win the win the SEC championship is minus one eighty right now on uh, on a couple places. And so, get on to Bet Online, make these wagers. Uh, BetOnline.ag is your online sportsbook experts, and so they are the place to go to place all of your wagers, whether it's single game, parlays, teasers, spreads, money line, over-unders, player props, team futures, whatever you want. NBA bets are out. College basketball bets are out. My buddy uh, that I was talking to the other day said college basketball season, he's made $500 just betting on Xavier every game. Oh, and that's he just said Xavier is better than people think they are. And so I'm just going to do that. Now, Vegas is probably going to catch up to that. So you might want to adopt a different strategy. But I'm just telling you that is one that's out there. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts in the promo code locked on and you'll get a 50 percent bonus on your initial deposit. That's BetOnline.ag promo code locked on for a 50 percent bonus on your initial deposit. All right, Clint, not surprisingly, we've gone long-winded on some of these segments. And so let me just leave you with this. It's college football, and the ball bounces in different ways. And, you know, the best team doesn't always win. Right. This is something that is known. It's known to be true. Now, just because Georgia has the best team does not mean that they're going to win every game. And that's nope. true. Except that this is college football, Clint. Mm-hmm. And if you just look at recent history, I can tell you that unequivocally, here we go, for the last three years, the best team does win. Sarah, they do. You're, you, have, you have weaseled the optimism into his heart. The best team is better, hear me out, Okay. than the other teams. This is interesting. This is wild, wild logic. Now, and being better than the other teams okay. allows them to beat all the other teams This is and this is therefore so win. <laughs> it, it seems that way. Now, let me just take you back. Okay. 2020, who's the best team in college football, Clint, last year? It's pretty who, evident who they were. By it's, it's not, it's it's not, not close. close who it is. It's Alabama. They got the Heisman Trophy winner. They got Mac Jones, who's freaking offensive rookie of the year, probably in the NFL this year. Like this team just ridiculously talented. Best offense we've seen in college football in quite some time. The year before that, Clint, I mentioned Ed Orgeron earlier on the podcast. Who's the best team in college football in 2019? Not close. Not close. It's not We, we were close. there and got steamrolled. Steamrolled. Not close. LSU's the best team in college football. The year before that, Clint, just 
hair flowing out of the All bottom of a helmet. Just so much. Travis Etienne, that defensive line that they had. Listen, yeah. There's some Alabama fans. If you're listening to the podcast early, you'll be mad at me for this one, but I, I don't care. In 2018, Clemson was the best team in college football. If you need proof, go back and watch the national championship game in 2018, uh, where Clemson beat the fool out of Alabama in that game. I believe it was 44 to something in the teens. It was bad. It was ugly. Now, 2017 is an interesting point, and Georgia fans are not going to like this. No, they're not. But I would argue that the best team in college football won the national championship in 2017, too. And I know Georgia fans. I know Georgia fans. You're not going to like it. You don't like it. That's fine. I get it. I get it. That one we could even dispute, and it's totally – I understand. Let's just take the last three years, then, as an example. There is a – even 2017, you could throw it out because – there's a dispute about who the best team in college football is, right? Now, 2018, no dispute. 2019, no no dispute. 2020, no dispute. Let me ask you something, Clint. And don't think too hard about this. It's not a trick question. Who's the best team in college football? Now, again, statistically, like eye test, record, statistics, everything. Literally, you choose the category Georgia wins. Did they lose? Did the best team in college football lose to Oregon anytime recently? No, sir. No, they wouldn't do that if they were the best team in college football. They would certainly not go out and lose to Oregon at home. Correct. No. So, Georgia's the best team in college football, and it's undisputed. Now, look, the last three years we've seen this movie before. One team is better than all the other teams. And there are games when people think, you know what? Maybe they'll slip up. You know what? Maybe this team will figure it out. You know what? Clemson came out in 2019 in the national championship game, and they started putting some things together. And all of a sudden, we talked about it last week on the pod. But but at the end of the day, one team was just much better than the other team. And so that team won the game. They won Every all the games. Single critique we have matched. Y'all, just... The offensive juggernaut that is a high-paced, volatile system, we neutralized. A team yeah. that's soundly coached and and comes in with a rushing attack and a quarterback that's mobile, we neutralized and stomped and they didn't score on us. A team, a rivalry game that has emotions, we took care of. Like every single the, – the, the Previous I noticed you didn't say well coached. I noticed you didn't say well coached on that one, Clint. I didn't. I did, I did not say that. Um, Interesting. A, a juggernaut from previous years with accolades galore to start off the season without any known and no tape whatsoever took care of business. We will win anyway. You set the terms. We will win. Like because we've proven it. It's not. That's not hyperbole. That's not me nope. beating my chest. I'm just saying. We've done it. As long as the terms don't include you scoring 20 points, we'll agree to them. Sure. Because that's that's really pretty much the only non-negotiable with this Georgia team. Georgia's the best team in college football. Does it mean we're guaranteed to win the national championship? No. no, of course it doesn't. But it does mean that I think we're going to because we're better than all the other teams. And in order to decide the national championship, they play football. And Georgia's really good at that. So, yeah. That's it. All right. We got more guests lined up. 
we know that you are going to be celebrating Thanksgiving, but we also know that you're going to want to sneak off and listen to a podcast. And we so know. watch a little YouTube video, uh, take a little extra long bathroom break to get away from some people and hide in the corner and watch some YouTube videos. This, you're this, all laughing we, because it's so true. We've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> We will have episodes for you each and every day this week. We're going to pre-record some so that we can get some out to you. Um, so check back in with us every day. We got some more guests lined up. We're going to do locks on Thursday. It's a big weekend of college football. Glenn. There's big. a lot of games on the slate. Uh, so come back uh, and we will be with you each and every step of the way leading up to the tech game on Saturday. And we will see you guys later.